Hello, and welcome to Season 2, Episode 3 of More Than Sweat. I'm your host, Brooke Benton, and once again, I'm coming to you raw and unfiltered. I'm sitting out on a park bench overlooking a lake and just really want to connect with you as I'm connecting with nature. In Season 1, I was in a dark closet in my home with the music from Power Music feeding into one ear and this professional microphone system coming through and going into my Mac computer. It was super high-tech. Today, I'm like, let's just be real. You're listening to this podcast for a message that resonates with you, and I hope that this does. I'm titling it, It Started With The Dog. Like many of you, dogs have been so impactful in my well-being, and I'm going to tell you a little bit about dogs that have joined me along my journey over the years. The first one's going to be Ernie. Ernie is my Great Dane, and we rescued him last year, just about at this time. It was last February when somebody dumped Ernie the Great Dane in a field during a freeze in Texas, and a rescue team rescued him. They were able to trap him and needed a new home for this Great Dane. I couldn't put both arms up fast enough. I'm like, pick me, pick me. We have had a Great Dane in the past. We love Great Danes. And Daniel's like, there are a lot of work, but yes, we want the Great Dane. Let's take him. If you read my author bio on Amazon, it says that I am a loving mother to three, Hayes, Juliana, and Ernie. Ernie is a dog potato, potato. He does feel like he came right out of my womb. We go everywhere together, everywhere that's permissible to bring a Great Dane. I've had a Great Dane in the past that I brought to weird places like Victoria's Secret, and she would sniff the panties, and it was just a little bit over the line to take a Great Dane to places like that. But around here, I will take Ernie out to this park I'm talking to you from right now. Every single morning, we get here right before the gate opens so that I'm able to get Ernie out of the park, go down a hill, up a hill. It takes us seven minutes from start to finish. That way, we can beat everybody else out here, and I don't have to try to hold a Great Dane that weighs about 160 pounds back with my little body on a leash. So I let him just roam off leash, even though that is really against city ordinance, but nobody knows because we're up and out of here before anybody else gets to the park. But Ernie's brought so much joy to my life in July of this past year. This is not a story I'm proud of, but because I have such a hard time holding him back and he needs his exercise, he's a puppy. He's only two years old. He's ginormous, but he is just a puppy. I thought, I have no trouble jogging in the heat of the day. I like doing it. Ernie loves to run too. I'll just bring him with me. Then I don't have to worry about other people being out at the park and he can run off leash. Sure enough, there was not another soul out here in 112 degree heat at about four o'clock in the afternoon and a late July day, but he had a heat stroke and I own that. It was on me. It's a hundred percent my fault for bringing that dog out on a jog to try to let him run off leash in the heat of summer. And I brought him to the vet and they got him hooked up to fluids and he had his heart scanned and it was irregular and the doctors did everything they could to save this dog and they did. I even went there at midnight that night and stayed in the kennel with him to try to comfort him as he's fighting his way through this heat stroke. And I can't help but believe that helped him get through having his person there in the crate with him, loving him, holding him, hugging him, letting him know you can go if you need to. We will be okay, but I want you here. I want you to keep fighting. You can get through this. And I think that gave him the fight to push on through, get over this heat stroke. He has no lasting ramifications. And the very next day when we go to get him, he 
has already forgiven me. He's leaning into me, trying to lick my face, and my husband captured it with a photograph, and that is the image that is on the back of my new book, Sweat with Brooke Benton, because the tagline for my book is, sweat cannot be bought, sweat is earned. Sweat means you survived something. I'm like, what better metaphor for that than Ernie being on this book right after surviving a heat stroke? He sure did sweat and he sure did survive something. And I include this as a cautionary tale because you may not have known that dogs don't release their heat the same way human beings do. I didn't know. I thought he's got sweat glands underneath his legs the same way that human beings have sweat glands. We have sweat glands everywhere. Our bodies are super efficient at releasing that heat that's stored in us through perspiration. Dogs don't have that. It's dangerous for them. It's scary for them. It's bad for them. And it could be tragic. So there's my cautionary tale. Not only did he survive, but he forgave me right away. Isn't that the beautiful thing about dogs? They don't hold a grudge. You could do just about anything and they come back to you. And it's the quintessential unconditional love that a dog provides that is one of the the joys of having a dog. So there's my Ernie story. Before there was Ernie, I had Kokomo the Great Dane. Kokomo was my girl. I wrapped her up in a blanket and brought her to the grocery store with me. And we got kicked out of H-E-B, which is the grocery store here in Austin, Texas. But I loved that dog. I had a convertible at the time and I would take the top down and Kokomo would ride in the passenger seat, her head towering above the car, her ears flapping in the wind. Had everybody and their sister had a camera phone at the time, we would have gone viral because that dog looked like Thelma and Louise with me in the convertible driving along town. But she was my first experience with dabbling outside of the fitness field. I used to think that fitness was my one trick pony, even like I am fitness. Fitness, I am a caricature for fitness. It's all I know how to do, but I do it very well. That is what I'm wired for. And having Kokomo, I ventured into a new realm with a cooking show. It was super kitsch. It's called BB's Back Burner. And it was me cooking healthy food while Kokomo was my sidekick. And she had a voice. We gave her a voice like Colonel Sanders. And she'd say things like, oh, baby, I'm just going to wait over here for a snickety snack. And I would cook and she'd have these snarky lines. It was so cheesy. At one point, I'm making a shrimp ceviche. That was episode one. And then I give... Kokomo a sniff and didn't wash my hands or something that people went off the rails. They're like, this is not sanitary. And come on now. It, it's not to be taken real, real seriously. I'm a fitness person pretending to be a Rachel Ray with a talking dog. There's a lot going on here. Just just get some humor out of it. My children love reruns of BB's Back Burner. I thought that I took the show down. I didn't think anybody could find it on the internet. And with a very simple search, they were able to get on YouTube and find all five episodes of BB's Back Burner. And they just crack up at it. They loved it. They want to bring it back. And the the jingle went, with BB and her friend Kokomo. They want to bring it back with Ernie and say, with BB and her friend Ernesto. And like, that ship has sailed. That like, let's just leave BB's Back Burner back in 20. 11. That's where it belongs. And the kids are just like really itching to make a comeback. So uh, I never say never, but Coco Moa was my first venture outside of fitness by doing the BB's Back Burner show. She was just so, so, so precious. And tragically, she died too soon. She was only five years old. And I had taken her, I took her on a jog 
every single day, every day. I remember one guy saying, that's two long-legged beasts right there. I always see you guys running. You two are two long-legged beasts. Well, we two long-legged beasts would run together every day. And on a Thursday, somebody had dumped some really yucky food. It was like a burrito, an old burrito wrapped in foil. And Kokomo finds it on our run and she starts eating it, including the foil. The next day, it's coming out of both ends, vomit and, you know, both ends with foil and corn and nasty stuff. And by Monday, she passed away. It it was that quick. And for weeks and weeks, over 50 weeks, I believe, I actually, I think it was exactly 50 weeks that I would count down every week on every Thursday. I'm like, it was one week ago today that Kokomo started getting sick because she ate that food. And then every Monday, it was one week ago today that Kokomo crossed the rainbow bridge in my arms. And then the next week, it was two weeks ago today. If you've lost a dog, you can probably relate to this. It is death by a thousand paper cuts because every single week is another paper cut and you just feel like this is not healing for you. This is not helping you to cope with the loss of your best friend, of your dog. It's making it worse by beating yourself up every single week. And so eventually I had to let go of that. And if you've lost a dog recently, I know how hard it is. I'm not saying go get another dog, but find a healing way to deal with the pain, something that's going to give a beautiful tribute to the dog's life. What I did is um, I made a video. I made a video, and I'll put it in the show notes, where I got pictures together of Kokomo's life and then added a beautiful song to set it to and wrote words and captions at the bottom to just celebrate the good times that we had that was therapeutic. And if you are still counting down the weeks, I just hope that you'll take a breath and acknowledge that you had great times with your dog, but stop beating yourself up by counting down the weeks since his his or her death, because that's just brutal. It's just brutal. I had a dog in between named Chester. I think the dog thought its name was Dammit Chester. It was just too soon. It was too soon after losing Kokomo, and a lot of things were going on in life, including having two young children. And when we rescued Chester... He was about the size of a pig, you know, just tall enough that he's the height that you trip on and wide enough that he's not going to go anywhere. He's a linebacker and you're going to trip on him and fall and he's just going to be standing there like, what? And I would get so angry when I would trip over Chester and he can't help himself for just being, that's just his stature. He also, I think being a rescue, he was always searching for food. So I would make one meal for the kids. I might make macaroni and cheese for my children and then a healthy meal for me. And that same healthy meal, but without onions for my husband, because he doesn't like the taste or texture of onions. So I'm cooking away. And then I turn my head for two seconds and Chester's three quarters of the way done with the macaroni and cheese. And I'm like, damn it, Chester. And he just would really work on my nerves. Well, when I had gotten a job in Dallas, you got heard me go through the story before that I took a full-time job in Dallas in 2019 and my husband needed to stay put at his job in Austin. We were like wrestling about what do we do? Do we move to Dallas? Do we stay in Austin? And ultimately we decided, well, he would stay in Austin. I would move to Dallas and we'd come together on the weekends and I'd take one child, he'd take the other child, but he was working an hour from where we lived. So poor Chester was going to have to be stuck in a dog crate like 
all day long for hours and hours and hours. And then on the weekends, what do we bring them with us? What if they would come to Dallas or, you know, we weren't always going to be coming to Austin. So what, how does Chester factor into all of this? And ultimately we decided he, he needs a new home. And my friend Dana, she and her new husband, Brian, had recently lost their dog, Shiner. They were sad, but also at a healing place where they were ready for another dog. And I'm like, would you like Chester? They loved Chester. Chester got his own bandana that goes around his neck. His fur got to be super soft. I would never bathe the dog. He was just kind of an extra thing I had to take care of at the time that poor Chester never got baths. I think he probably gets baths more often than a human being does now living with Brian and Dana. And after I'd been at my job in Dallas for a little bit and the pandemic happens and everybody's told to shelter in place, Juliana and I came back to Austin. We're back under the same roof. And I let Dana know, hey, we're back. Not that I'm trying to take Chester back from you, but if you need us to, we're we're here. And she said, I love Chester. He is my family, but we sometimes travel because I write for this magazine called Texas Lifestyle Magazine. And I'm like, oh, tell me more about that. Now that I wasn't working and I'm just up to here with pots and pans and trying to find toilet paper. Remember, this is the pandemic. I needed something to, to do and Texas Lifestyle Magazine, huh? What's that about? And she said, well, you could probably write articles for them. I reach out to the editor-in-chief, and she's all for me writing some fitness articles. So I'm staying in my lane of fitness, and I'm writing fitness articles and even making fitness videos that are embedded with the articles, and it's a lot of fun. And then she's like, what if you were to actually write some travel stories? That was a ginormous leap. I'd say it's a side step, a little side step to go from writing fitness articles to making a cooking show. They're kind of in the same vein, right? Fitness and nutrition, but travel writing? Yeah, I want to do that. I don't know how. And she said, Brooke, you're a quick study. Just give it a try. And my very first article was on the Woodhouse Day Spa in Lubbock. And that was right after everything started opening back up again. And I had such a good time doing that, that it built the confidence that with time I was doing more travel writing. And I guess all of that ended up happening Thanks to Dammit Chester. Thank you to Chester the dog. All of these tiny little doors and glimmers of happiness in life that all started with the dog. Hopefully you've enjoyed my stories, but I hope it reminds you to go nuzzle up on your dog. Maybe you have got a Dammit dog too and you need to remind yourself just how much joy in life that dog brings to your existence as well. So love your dog, started with the dog, and I hope you'll read Sweat with Brooke Benton. It releases on Monday, and you'll see that beautiful picture of Ernie after he survived the heat stroke and forgave me wholeheartedly right there on the back of the book. I'll see you next week on episode four, season two of More Than Sweat.